Hello, welcome back to the community podcast on Off Center. Um, still having some bits and sounds in the background. I'm here today with uh, Ko, um, spelled C O O, C zero zero. Um, we already had quite an extensive conversation before we actually started recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was constantly thinking, uh, maybe I should just put my iPhone like in the middle of the room and just record. Um, and uh, and then I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we should uh, repeat this whole conversation on on record. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's complete nonsense. Because um, obviously, you can't really reconstruct the way you talk to, to somebody the first time you meet them. Because uh, this is indeed uh, the first time that we actually managed to sit together yeah. in the same room. Been wanting to do that for a while. Uh, I know you had the intention to come here and dig through my record collection for some time. I had the intention to book you for an event like <laughs> one and a half years ago yeah. or something. <laughs> um, which then actually happened in the end. Yeah, um, some, some sort of. With, with a bit of delay uh, on... Um, on the Cantarion sound system yeah. that our mutual friend Ivan constructed in the past sound few years. Gangster. Sound gangster. Um, and then I came to see you play and we still didn't manage to talk because... When was that? When you were playing at the Gray Space in the basement. Oh, on that night. No way. <laughs> on, the, on that night when we... Uh, when we tried to actually... Yeah, about being yeah, a, a social, that night I was also extremely a social. <laughs> like after I played, I disappeared for an hour because I was not feeling like human interacting with anybody. So yeah. maybe that's also why we have not seen each other partially. Yeah, plus we, as we just talked about earlier, I think when when you're playing, it's like the worst setting to conversate with people. Oh, well, I mean, of course, when you're actually playing like... A, when I visit my friends that are playing, I never say hi when they're playing. Not often. Like yeah. maybe because I myself am not a big fan of uh, interacting when I'm playing, but because I'm so far away. I'm not in the human realm and then people interact with me and then I think I, I'm a bit like um, fragmented in between like <laughs> this sonic reality and then the, the human world. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, also the other night I went uh, uh, visiting a friend in Brussels that he was playing a uh, all-nighter and I didn't say yeah until he got off from the booth. And I was like, where did you arrive? What had happened? But he also was in such his own space that I would have never felt like, oh, I'm going to go and tell him like, hey, I'm here. I have arrived. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, because you, you kind of create your, your own zone for yourself when you're playing. And that's also what I could really see whenever I would see you playing actually, which is... Like there's almost too much of a respect to really like get close and like actually try to talk to you. Not not because I'm intimidated, but but just because no, I just can see end. that you're in your craft. I'm really far out from um, my human life when I play music. I love with any uh, sound related activity that it is the place I'm the least uh, present. There is no other craft that brings me so far away from my brain and my human life, and I love it. It's, it's absolute. Uh, I, I think it's really a blessing to have that space of absence and creating in absence is my favorite thing to not use my brain. I love it a lot. Yeah, exactly. 
I think the first time that I saw you play was uh, on Future Intel. Um, oh yeah. Like some years ago, they uh, there they were and now are again a streaming service um, here in Den Haag, uh, streaming mostly DJ sets and also live performances. Sometimes, sometimes they had a temporary space that they got evicted from uh, earlier this year and now have a new location. But I just remember, um, I don't normally just tune in because I'm, I'm bad with like watching stuff live. I always just watch yeah. back recordings or listen to recordings much rather actually because I, I think the visual part actually doesn't add yeah, that much. Yeah, I also, I also <laughs> so. am not a huge fan of uh, visual streamings. I am because uh, I, uh, I have became, but more because it helps me keep in track of what I'm actually playing <laughs> because I never know what I'm playing. And then sometimes I'm like, if I listen back to a recording, I can't remember what a certain record was. And I dig the streamings because I can watch it and see <laughs> what record was that. So I've learned to appreciate them, but solely for like uh, that reason. All that other thing, I think it's a big distraction because it's the sound, it's not the character that plays the music. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in that case, um, having seen you also play on video, and I was kind of uh, amazed by the way you intuitively mix records together. Like, I had never really seen anyone do that this way. Um, it, it fascinated me how, like, you apparently didn't really care about trying to you know beat match certain things the way people are normally do it with records you you would put two records on at the same time with two different rhythms or one soundscape and a rhythm and they would just perfectly blend together and i really uh just watched this whole hour of you playing just kind of being in awe and not really knowing what was going on, but really like enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, yeah. Some people don't uh, appreciate it, don't like it, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry for them. <laughs> also yeah, not, I... like I really don't care because uh, I um, I always joke with my friends that I don't beat too much, I glitch match because it's not my interest, uh, it's not my interest in my sound research to put things on perfect bit matching like it can happen sometimes things are bit matched but it's not where i am interested in this sound uh, yeah yeah I, I do think though that this like going in and, and out of rhythm this kind of much more organic way of playing might be like more challenging to a lot of people but at the end of the day i find it much more rewarding somehow or like much more interesting to like find your own groove in it you know yeah. because even if you have two different rhythms playing at different speeds there is there is always kind of moments where they um interact with each other yeah there in a is always way. like the thing is that for me uh, things are always on uh, on they are always beat matched exactly <laughs> even though when yeah. i listen back i'm aware that maybe it's not like time-wise beat match and it's not like of course it's different tempos and but in my head, when I put things on, it's very rarely that I'm thinking like, oh, this I have to fix it, it's not working. When I put things out, it's because in, I listen in the headphones, I'm like, okay, this is um, this is a bit matched in some yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. But do you, do you monitor uh, before you mix something in or is it often just like you know 
what kind of track is on this record and you just put it on no a lot of time I don't know what's on the record okay, because uh, okay. I also play a lot of uh, I for me radio shows are often like a chance to check out the records I recently got and then I don't have uh, I'm always learning my collection I don't have uh, yeah that's why also I use the record the show to keep track of like oh what was that record yeah, yeah. <laughs> when there is a stream because uh, sometimes I play like a bunch of new records and then I, I can't match them to what they wear. I don't know what I've played. This is also why I never put out um, um, track uh, track selection, not because I don't want to share it, but because I don't, do not know it. And I, I don't really keep track of the process. It's always improvisation. And it had happened that somebody has asked me, and then I went back digging really hard to find, to give them the actual record, because I, if they ask me, of course, I'm not a, uh, I don't think it's fair to behold the music because if I didn't make it, um, I should always share it. And also yeah. if I make it, I really want to share it because it's a, uh, yeah, music is made to be shared, not to be protected. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I'm happy always to give out what I've played, but uh, I don't put out track lists because I don't fucking know. <laughs> you don't know the names. No, not a lot. But I then, remember. Um, but then, let's say, because ob obviously you you also dig for records a lot. Um, you seem to have quite an extensive collection also based on what we were, what we were talking about earlier. Then, like, what factors kind of um, influence your choice of records when you go digging, when you, for example, can't really listen to them or, you know, you, you just... How do you intuitively pick pick something? Uh, the visuals, yeah. a lot, and uh, sometimes also like uh, I pick them by visual that I don't like. Okay. That that I see something and I'm like, and then especially I get them, and very often these are records that I end up liking a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to not stick too much to, yeah, my visual taste, but really just to go for feelings. And I think that's the I love the magic of uh, record digging is that some records you remember exactly when you have bought them because somewhat then they turn out to become really special records to you, really dear to you. And you kind of have felt it in that very moment. It's a little bit like when you you have an interaction with some people to them become to be important part of your life. And uh, there is this felt unknown feeling of something, this yeah. energy between things and this something that that's a feeling that I try to be in touch with because then it almost feel like you can pick up records without listening because certain records always feel a certain way because they're going to be yeah they're going to be your best friend music object yeah exactly <laughs> I love it do you feel like you have a surrounding of like-minded people that kind of resonate with that mindset in which way in like you know the way you perceive music and and mixing like because you say a lot of people don't understand it or they you know they they can't really get into the style of mixing so i'm just curious if you have in a sense like a supportive community or supportive surrounding of, of people that are like-minded yeah i yeah. do have but as well as i have friends that don't agree with it don't yeah. like it and they're like no music is to be bit much and they <laughs> but they don't care <laughs> like yeah, they're still yeah. friends they maybe appreciate more than my productions mm. and my DJing and uh, I still feel very supported by everybody around because I think that uh, yeah not supporting people it just doesn't make sense because yeah. if people love to do what they love it's just uh, it's just nice to see passionate people of course and I think that I'm surrounded in general by 
really passionate people in the sense not just in their craft but really passionate about life so uh, then we are yeah i love my gang what can you tell me about glitch gang uh, glitch gang united <laughs> everybody's part of glitch gang united mm. <laughs> some don't know but like we are all one on a spiritual level or like yeah on a worldwide level yeah. <laughs> so yeah. also some sort of a uh, spiritual but i always feel uh very connected uh, to everyone mm-hmm. yeah i don't i i don't see like some people are my friends some people are not yeah. like by default i feel like i like people mm-hmm. i'm like big fan of everyone and whatever they are doing even though they don't like me or they, yeah. they don't even they are not even considering you as a part of the reality because you're just a stranger mm-hmm. but they tend to have like an unspoken sympathy and love for everyone i see around even though they piss me off <laughs> but then it is still like i i still think it is a form of love because otherwise if i don't give a fuck um i wouldn't be pissed off and then if i'm still touched by someone's behavior if i see a friend of mine that's behaving a certain way for mm-hmm. example smoking cigarettes that i don't agree with <laughs> the fact that i'm pissed off about it is because i care yeah. so um yeah anger still is a form of love of course this form of love yeah it's a, it's a it's a very um defined emotion so um but then the was the term glitch gang something that you coined yourself or was that how did that start i don't remember okay. like <laughs> it has been like this thing of the glitch has been a research that i brought in for really long as a bit of a fascination concept onto like these things in reality that are just twitching and reminding you of what is happening that's not quite linear yeah. and uh, and then the, from there it has been escalating into all form of <laughs> all form of uh, namery and thing but i don't remember how it was uh, exactly born it's just a, a way of uh, saying that i start to have and then it has became like a bit of a yeah it has became a thing but come <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit out of nowhere i think as a lot of a thing that you create you don't know where they come from they're just like all of a sudden they're there like okay what the fuck has happened yeah do you do you know actually the two tracks that you're playing now in the beginning the two pieces oh, yeah. that you mix together uh this uh, i played it together like uh, a dub plate from uh, pinchado who's a uh, um artist from argentina he just uh, i just got it from him because he was in uh, rotterdam last week okay. uh, we organized an event where he was uh, playing a live set and he's a uh, Uh, and the the other track that I was playing on since DJs is like a sample that I was recording. Meanwhile, like uh, <laughs> it's funny because I I was late to pick him up from the station because I was recording this sample and I was really into the sound. So uh-huh. I was looking at the phone, being like seeing the time and being like, <laughs> okay, he's arriving at the station. One more minute inside the sample, I want to record a bit more. <laughs> so I thought that it was gonna be funny to play them together. And uh, this is a plate that I got uh, from him. Uh, uh, yeah, I have a few records from him. I have a 45 from him that I played really often, mm-hmm. but I can't find him. I, I don't know where it is. And uh, then I got a tape and a CD that he has made it with a project with another musician. Here in the, they recorded it in the Netherlands. The uh, the project is called Dikel Masiado, mm-hmm. but this one is um, yeah, it's just um, 
It's just a dub plate uh, from him. And uh, yeah, I, he's, he's a really funny, amazing musician. He makes like a lot of cumbia. He was playing oh, a live okay. set of uh, cumbia um, at Mono where we organized the event and it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really like him as a artist. He's a great human. Fantastic. Yeah, I have, um, I have something to follow up with this and then we'll just see where we take it from there. Nice. Um, <laughs> I have a track by uh, Sebastiano Gargini. Um, I don't know if you know him. He's also uh, he's Italian, moved to the Netherlands. Well, he 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 was actually here uh, quite a long time ago. I think he was studying um, at the conservatory, oh, yeah. and he moved back to Italy. And then now, I think like um, some months ago, he moved back together with his partner to Amsterdam. Nice. And he he's a musician that uh, I've been following on and off for the past like two or three years. Um, he has uh, his own imprint called Stain EU and um, has released music under different aliases, sometimes cassettes of in an edition of like 10 pieces. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a few people have. Um, and I try to kind of really keep up with it. And then this uh, specific track came out on the label Total Stasis. Um, and it's called uh, lingua and uh, lingua lingua yeah, lingua, lingua it's yeah. tongue yeah um, <laughs> nice name yeah so uh, i'm just going to play this and then we'll see how we go on from there enjoy or don't <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
crazy. Who was this? Yeah, really trippy production from um, uh, Sonic, uh, as he called himself, Noise Lover from Sicilia. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Ethic and... Uh, It's really funny how I found out uh, about them because uh, I was at the, I was visiting a friend in Palermo in Sicilia and uh, uh, they dragged me to a party <laughs> like in a villa and uh, it was a party organized by uh, this gang which is called Asterisco mm-hmm. and uh, it was surprisingly like really nice and especially this uh, one DJ was like really really vibing to his set and then when i checked his uh, digital interface it was hilarious because he had a description now we changed it but he used to have a, as a description like glitchy sounds <laughs> so i felt already very related and yeah, then his yeah. uh, artist name is ethic and my old uh, soundcloud uh, an artist name was aesthetic mm-hmm. so i was thinking like who's this uh, sound twin and so i asked him hey can you send me some uh, music that you make and he sent me this one and another one that he has maybe I can play it later and uh, yeah, yeah, I've please. been really stoked uh, since then about uh, his production I hope uh, you can soon have some things on to uh, maybe vinyl material or mm-hmm. just more in a physical form than in the digital but um, yeah shout out to this creature because uh, amazing music maker Yeah, the, te- the textures are amazing. Yeah. Just the the really way also the, the, the beat kind of like, s- the percussion kind of stretches out and Yeah, I love the, also just the bassy kick at the end, like yeah. uh, a bit of Italian old school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely has that influence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, how does your music practice sound, or like not sound like that I also would be interested in, but also um, how do you... Uh, How do you work when you make music? Like, do you work mostly on your computer or do you use gear or...? Um, a bit of both. I work a lot with uh, sound recordings from my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like in 99, 100% of my track I incorporate the thing that I record uh, during uh, my life. Like, for example. Yeah, my phone library is infinite, but... Uh, I have this I have this hi hat that I really like. Uh Jason. Uh Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this I really like or I have this other uh oh this also this radio sound for radio. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, just a broken radio. What this, what it actually sounded like? It sounds like it was like put through Ableton or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a real the, life make already, yeah, uh, yeah make already uh, soundscape. Like these Ableton stretch effects, you know, yeah. it's like stutter basically. Uh, I love water sounds too. I think water sounds is one of the things I use the most into tracks. Yeah, I just love it. And the recording goes there until the bottle is full. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. also then the, the the tone changes. Yeah, as it exactly. Fills up. I'm yeah, a yeah. big uh, fan of. Uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, just I have uh, just so fucking much elevator alarm. I want to hear this. What is this? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> it. was an alarm. It sounded like yeah. a bird. Yeah. <laughs> like a bird. <laughs> like a canary bird or something. Yeah, just that a lot of these, a uh, lot of these things, also this one is really nice. Do you, do you record most of the sounds with the intention to use them later on, or is it also just a practice for yourself no, to like just, just have like, it? I just uh, record them and then, in my uh, memories. Yeah, then I email them to me, and uh, sometimes I implement them in there or use them into live sets. Yeah, and then I record some things with uh, instruments. Um, but I I work a lot with the laptop. Mm -hmm. I'm searching for a good sampler where I can actually work on a live uh, samples that I take but i haven't found an object if you yet. if you find it let me know yeah i would, I would also be interested <laughs> yeah i'm also so uh, reach out <laughs> yeah Give if anyone has good sampler recommendations yeah. <laughs> reach out yeah, <laughs> totally please. open for that because it's years i'm uh, um, in the investigating but i haven't felt like i found an object yet yeah where i want to invest my budget and uh, actually um friends of mine because um uh, friends of mine uh, blessed me for my birthday with the recordings. It's just breathing. Oh, I wish those were my birthday. <laughs> yeah, these were uh, I yeah might be my favorite uh, birthday wishes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to wish me a Foreign birthday, languages. just send me nice samples. Please. Don't expect a response. <laughs> the response might be that they're going to be implemented. Yeah, in the then you hear them in the club <laughs> or yeah. in next uh, sound activity. Exactly. Yeah, it's really difficult because now we were kind of just mixing um, some bits together. I thought it sounded really good. Um, but uh, I don't know if you know what you played, but I... I mixed in a bit by Muslim Gauze at some point. Oh, yeah. By a track called Casti, C-A-S-T. It's so funny to talk about Muslim Gauze. <laughs> Muslim Gauze. It's the, it's the image with Brian, the cat, Brian no? Brent Jones. Huh? It's the image with the cat. The, 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 the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Tiger cat. Oh, this yeah. is so funny. I was just now at, uh, at my friend's place. This uh, uh, I'm going to play after a record uh, from him. Mm -hmm. Actually, I brought it because... Um, yeah, he's also an amazing music maker. His name mm -hmm. is Arno in Art Ebreme. And uh, he had in his living room uh, this, this uh, image of the Muslim like a gods. Tapestry or yeah, yeah, the yeah. Muslim gods. So I was, uh, I was really tripping on it because I had this very strong deja vu and I was telling him, I've already been here. I've, we have been in this situation already. I'm sure it was not just a day. Yeah. And then we were having an argument because to him it was total hallucination. And I was like, no, I'm going to stick my to my reality because I'm sure of what I'm experiencing it. Yeah. And then it's like uh, people that stick uh, to uh, their own reality, then they create religions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, so it's funny that you uh, bring in uh, Muslim girls because yeah. uh, it was a vivid uh, yeah, reference into my past uh, 72 hours. Yeah, I find it very interesting also that, that the first thing you think about when you hear the name is this cat. They're like the, yeah. the visual cue, basically. You know? <laughs> Whereas a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, that's this guy. Like, And they, they know like the whole history of the artist, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, he died of like a rare disease and he, he was sampling all of this, these like Middle Eastern sounds without ever having been yeah, there. Yeah, that and, is like, the 3D part. You know, and then and, and there, there's this like whole controversy about around his work and like a whole book 
books have been written about it and so so much like un, undiscovered material still to this day you know like Insane. labels still kind of make money from his music yeah i don't know crazy. where all of this is going where to is all, where, where is, is it going, going to does he have a family <laughs> yeah. did he yeah. leave some wheels i <laughs> hope so yeah, yeah i also hope so because um yeah it's it's actually it's it's quite fascinating how they still dig up gems um and so often also you know the, the same samples being used in different contexts yeah. contexts and i've always uh loved loved the output and i know that dj marcel for example is also a big muslim god yeah oh, collector also, she probably has all the records at home that's so funny yeah. the back side of uh, this uh, uh julian pinchado told me when he gave me the dub plate that uh, the other side that i was that uh, not the side i played but the other one that i just played the beginning uh, dj marcel played in a radio show mm-hmm. and uh, somebody sent it to him mm-hmm. it was so now i also know that dj marcel is a fan of uh, pinchado It makes sense because experimental music makers enter into the spectrum of experimental music diggers. Glitch Gang United. Yeah, Glitch Gang United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you also, I, I saw it on your Instagram, sorry, but you were also playing on the same event. Yeah, I played at, uh, on Saturday at an event where she was also playing for Motel Mosaic. Yeah, it was, uh, How yeah, was, it was, that? was really nice to uh, finally hear in person an artist that I've digged into the digital realm. Mm-hmm. And I'm rarely a fan of people without having ever heard them in real life. So it was uh, really nice to hear her play and interact and seeing like a, a whole creature of the world doing her thing and how different is the attitude when you have um, more years on you and then you kind of don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like so much uh, zero facts, facts, zero facts yeah it was like uh, yeah it was funny and also another I was uh, oh, I was really lucky in these past days I had uh, so many good sonic treatment because I also get to hear two other uh, of my favorite uh, legends uh, producer playing uh, music those two also I knew I was gonna love but I never heard in the real life mm-hmm. and uh, our uh, ski mask and DJ Ram i dig them wow. really hard as a producer. Wow. And then I was on their back-to-back and he yeah. was just like, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just so good, so good. <laughs> this just gave me like a blast from the past. Like DJ Ram is also an artist that I haven't listened to recently, but like for a long time, I was so blown away by yeah. his output. Yeah, um, he's the release on the... On the the horse label, what's the name? R&S. Yeah, R and S. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, cats, horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Animal themes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The R and S uh, records. Uh, these uh, these the uh, two tracks that he has. Uh, one is. Uh, yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. This amazing. This I think that's how I found him as an artist, mm-hmm. and I was that one was one of my favorite tracks, and I would always play that after party. The one like that goes really hard and like. Uh, i exactly know what it is but now i don't remember and uh, my friends always used to tell me like i remember once i was playing at marnix at this after party mm-hmm. marnix is dj amelo he's like my he's my vinyl grandpa he's <laughs> initiated <laughs> me to the street yeah and then <laughs> it was uh, uh daniel comes to me i'm playing and he's like you really don't like social music <laughs> 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 they're playing Italo I think like this on a Sunday and morning and I just go like yeah. no mercy I, uh, now I became a bit more kind you, you're going but, down the melancholic burial lane basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah so many amazing artists in this world is overwhelming 
Indeed. Yeah. Um, actually, I would be curious. Do you have uh, a piece uh, that you made on your USB stick? Oh, I have too many. Can you play something? I have too many, but I don't know what do you want to listen to. That depends what on you. What kind of? I, like, I I don't have any. I have infinite. Um, uh, I have got uh, infinite playlist with the music I make because I make a really diverse uh, thing from ambient to hardcore. Even though, uh, from Luna's perspective, from Tromgarten, ambient aka hardcore, because we always joke like he, when he has the ambient stage, he's gonna shovel in some hardcore. He was organizing an ambient stage at the at the Breakfast Club last uh, at Adi, and there was no no ambient heard. Like I mean, I mean to be to be fair, drum music can yeah, be hardcore. Yeah, also, that's what was without, going on without beats. You know? Yeah. Like, so uh, I, I so don't know. Don't underestimate the power. I don't know. I have a lot of um, I have a lot of different things. Maybe I play something. Uh, um, I play something that's already also on the digital outside world. Okay. Let's get it. Like on the uh, yeah. I don't share a lot of music on SoundCloud, but this one is outdoor. Oh, there, yeah, sound is coming.
Listening to in the background, we're listening to uh, a record from Sonata Forma, which is a record label of Abreme, a musician from Belgium. Um, this specific track is called. Uh, I'm gonna stop the record and turn it, so I can tell you. <laughs> track is almost over, I think. Yeah, I love the pads near, like yeah, the beautiful. Emotion. 
Yeah, I really, I really love this track of the record. Especially. Also, the whole actually, I really love the speed also of the track. Like it has a really <laughs> great tempo. Fast. Yeah, slow fast. Yeah. From this artist, I really suggest you to uh, go listen. Uh, he's got a track on SoundCloud that's called Insan. I fucking love it. Like uh, I don't know. Overall, I just uh, really like his production. It's so so physical. Like mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of sounds that make me happy. Two tracks on this one, or how many? Uh, four. Four There's in total. Two yeah. first sides and three from him and one remix. Mm -hmm. And this track, it is a parallel transition. Yeah, from Abreu. Beautiful. Uh, I mixed in before that. I had a track by DJ Eminflex. <laughs> <laughs> The track called Etico, uh, Kindlaw remix. Uh, Kindlaw is K-I-N-L-A-W. Um, I mean, most of these tracks are kind of like unrecognizable because we kind of like blended them together. But, you know, something new comes out of that new composition. Um, I also finally got the chance to play a record that I've been sitting on for a long time. I, th I, I think actually I never had... The chance to play it in a DJ set period. Um, it's on. It's one of the earlier like trilogy tapes um, releases from DJ Spider and Marshallito. <laughs> and uh, I remember buying this when it, when it first came out because I was really intrigued by the kind of wonky like um, yeah production somehow uh, and the sounds like the samples that they were using. And how kind of beats kind of came in and out, um, which was really new for me back then, having just been used to like house and techno music <laughs> somehow. Um, and then somehow sold that record because I kind of couldn't really do anything with it. And then two years later, I rediscovered it and I was like, why the hell did I sell, sell, why did I sell this record? So I bought it again. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite releases on the trilogy tapes. Um, yeah, and then you actually played uh, two of your own tracks. Yeah, actually the first one, it is um, a rework of a jam that I did with uh, my friend George. His DJ name is Muscle Rider, but we have a music project together that's called uh, George Costanza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we play live sets and uh, uh, I reworked this um, jam session that we were recording while I was... Uh, I I, rec I did make the track with the headphones that you're wearing now. Yeah. Like the iPhone. With the I'm wearing yeah. the, the, the in your like Apple Air, uh, ear, earpods, not yeah. even the AirPods, just yeah, like just the normal the, ones. The normal ones. Yeah, yeah. And we were in a car on our way to Berlin in May, and uh, uh, we had to stop because one of the lights either were too dim or had mm. like the flashlight, you know, like the crazy light. Yeah, yeah. And it's not safe to drive with those. So my friends then wanted to stop. Uh, but we had a, I, I had a really important meeting for brunch, so I just didn't want to sleep, wanted to make sure that we would actually keep going after one hour when the sun would rise. And so I was uh, making music uh, in the car and that, yeah, that's the track that I made in uh, that time. Then reworked on it a little bit, but I, I think most of the track was done in that moment. Yeah. Are you are you working a lot on the go? Like, are you traveling a lot recently? Mm, I generally really love to make music while traveling mm -hmm. because a lot of my projects have been started uh, while on movement, on train or airplanes or yeah, 
I see that uh, really a lot of my projects have started in such moments. Mm-hmm. And then I finish them in my studio or where I'm at. But yeah, I can point a lot of tracks that were made first into uh, transport means. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Do you? I I was uh, just realizing that like both the tracks you played were around like nine or ten minutes long. Oh yeah, um, one is like fifteen minutes. Or fifteen, <laughs> minute, 15 minutes even. Yeah, and um, uh, which I unfortunately don't like get to hear a lot recently in the in this kind of um, s- uh, spectrum of music somehow. Uh, so I was also curious, like if you approach uh, pieces often by jamming or do you kind of have a set length in mind that you kind of just construct on it or and I never have anything in mind you just start, because okay. it's the least controlled process yeah, creative yeah. process that I go through it's a sound uh, involving it never has like a mental plan yeah. in it and um, I jam a lot so a lot of times tracks are longer because they are jams mm-hmm. and then uh, eventually like <laughs> I need to learn to make them a little bit shorter but I also really I like uh, longer pieces of music. I've learned to shrink them into 15, 10 minutes long, but the first time I would make a music, even though it wasn't quite music, it was more like, I'd say, soundscape. They mm-hmm. were about half an hour, 40 minutes, 20 minutes long, like I always worked in length. And um, yeah, n- now I try to make it a little bit shorter, also for practicalities, because I eventually would really like to put my music on records and then you can go beyond a certain length. Yeah. But um, I like the the listening, uh, the listening. So listening, it doesn't have to happen in three minutes track. I think a lot, the music has been a lot molded around consumerism. And so things can't be too long and things have to be appealable and things have always need always to be catchy but mm-hmm. there has been I like that space of uh, boring trends eventually or yeah having uh, more space and things that don't have to just pass by that's also why I don't love one hour DJ set I think they're way too short to uh, really be somewhere yeah it really, that really depends on the on the kind of tracks that you play I guess yeah. like listening to an hour of uh like two minute pop tracks is definitely a different experience than oh, listening yeah. to an yeah, hour of like two long that's pieces. That's not you know? made to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wait, I just answer really yeah. fast. Ciao, papi. Sto... Ciao, sto registrando una cosa in un podcast. Sto registrando una cosa in un podcast. Ci sentiamo dopo. <laughs> Ciao, grazie per i regali, mi piacciono un sacco, ce li ho già, li, ho, li sto indossando. I put down. Who was it? Uh, my dad. Oh, sweet. Yeah, um, actually, it, I also um, kind of tried to, to get to this, but how did you initially start your musical practice? Because you, you, we were talking earlier and you were telling me that uh, you had an injury, some like years ago I think yeah I had like a chronically dislocating shoulder um, and uh, that kind of uh, brought me away from what was my obsession at the time which was uh, snowboarding and I was working in that field and being doing that and uh, I um, it forced me to take a break from it and uh, 
then I slowly got in the sound process, but completely not, um, never started as a music practice. I just saw that uh, I was, I was, I started to study in Rotterdam fine arts. Mm -hmm. uh, never succeeded in concluding the studies because I got uh, completely absorbed by this sonic trap that has left me no choice but investing as much time as I can into it. So I saw how basically me going to school meant like me going to the piano that was in the hallway of the school to just like put hands on it or uh, I borrowed a bass guitar for a while from a friend. I would just play the bass guitar around the academy with a portable Marshall amp yeah. <laughs> out of control. Wow. There was a period, of, like when I was a bit younger, that period I was really out of control. I would go to the club with an harmonica or like I would uh, uh, go to live set, like people playing live set and ask them to play the xylophone like they had there. Like <laughs> and then I was like, please, can I play the xylophone? This happened in the Mercantina some years ago. A lot of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, it was on my birthday, we went out and it was like, I don't know if, I don't know if, um, I don't remember who it was, something like Nobu playing a live set, maybe okay. something like that. I should have, I should ask my a friend. Nobu? Or, yeah, but I'm not sure I'm still yeah, yeah, the no, correct person or a, uh, I really don't remember. I will, uh, if I find out the correct artist, I will uh, comment this podcast with the name and, exactly that's and then the best i way was to like <laughs> begging him to play the xylophone he had this um, synth xylophone i was like please can i play the xylophone yeah. can i play the xylophone <laughs> <laughs> and i must and he, of course he was like hell no <laughs> it's yeah, my yeah. life that <laughs> you little wasted creature <laughs> and then i was uh, really like uh, dedicated to wanting to play that and he eventually let me do that and I was thinking when I was playing I was thinking like he turned it off like I'm sure he turned it off yeah. and then uh, apparently it was still on it's just that I wasn't a bad xylophone player I'm actually a really good xylophone yeah. player <laughs> that was my uh, yeah that period I was really out of control and I loved it now I am a bit more like contained mm -hmm. but maybe I'm contained just because I have the space to <laughs> play the music and before it was more like subconscious activity yeah. and then I, we had an assignment for university to do something for the week. We could do what we wanted. What assignment? And the, I just rented a field recorder, recorder, and I made the things with that, just um, long audio with those things. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that, uh, I, then I start to do it more often because I really enjoyed myself. I did it with Premiere because mm -hmm. I was doing videos. And then from there, it just, became um, slowly became my main activity I ditched a lot of the other activities I was doing paused them slowed yeah. them down yeah yeah um, and now it's, like, it's again out of control yeah it's totally out of control because that's all I that's all I do that's all I think of and sometimes besides the changing the world that's also my fucked up mind uh, feeling yeah yeah, and then uh, I sometimes I wonder what the fuck am I doing? I have a lot of like contrastant feeling and guilt because if I get to think that my only obsession is tiny sounds, I'm like, what kind of existence is this? Is this some? Is this any way useful to the uh, worldwide I, 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 development uh, simulation? Or maybe it doesn't matter. 
I mean, if if that if if these uh, pieces is what comes from it, then please stay out of control. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's like the best I I could ask for. Like, um, I I get I get the I get the doubts and uh, the insecurities maybe that come with that, but I I think um, you're you're you seem to be very aware of what your um your well obsessions is always like such a kind of have su has such neg negative like tone to it in a yeah. way but um what what yeah you're you're um the things you're very passionate about your passions are basically um i have a lack of words but you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of people can't say that about themselves you know like even you telling me that you were going to do to study fine arts and like doing your studies, you're figuring out what you actually want to do, what it actually is that like captures you when you're out in the world. I feel like a lot of people are looking for this thing for their whole lives and never really find it, you know. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel really lucky because uh, the music space, it is uh, really a, a therapy space for me. Uh, I process a lot of emotion and feelings and also just the act of... Uh, being uh, in a state of uh, listening, going uh, to club and listening to music for me, it is uh, like a, a really big uh, spiritual activity and yeah. uh, therapy. And um, I'm grateful it exists because it's allowing me to to go through so much and uh, just uh, process uh, the life experiences that you have that are not always uh, pleasant or easy or to channel emotion that are even not strictly yours and for me the dance floor is really like a sacred place in its casualty because it is like but everything it is uh, sacred i don't believe that it's just inside the temple or church like it is our own body and our own world is a form of temple it is and uh, then yeah everything uh, everything is really valuable yeah indeed Oh, uh, well, okay. Um, I would suggest we play a bit more music. Yeah, play more music. Let the music speak. And then, um, yeah, we'll round this up at some point. Uh, I think I think you still have some plans today at some point. Yeah. Um, uh, Since it's your uh, birthday. Digging your records. <laughs> Since it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It's my birthday. <laughs> and I feel very very thankful that you made time for this today so this is uh, my you know. pleasure yeah. when i am uh, immersed in music it's uh, always a good plan exactly and finally somebody's making use of the cd drives in the cdjs yeah, yeah. Uh, to all the clubs stop not having cd players there's people that are really sad we are collecting cds and now we can't play them anymore shout out cdj 2000 nexus one <laughs> which still have drives <laughs> alright you want to play something off the CD this guy. this um, this uh, record uh, that uh, my friend uh, Fra gave me he's a he's a nice musician mm -hmm. he's got several projects one of them it's called the Tonto and this other one he did it with uh, Lucas Simonis and uh, Francesco Zadde. Where are they from? Um, I don't know where is Lucas Simonis from, but Francesco is from uh, Italy, from Bologna. Yeah. And he also builds amazing sound machines. He has to fix one of mine that he has built me because it's something 
the USB stick entrance got too much inside. So he's not playing, but he's a... Does he, does he have a channel? Is he like present on social media or something? He's present on social him? media and he organizes. He has got an amazing uh, uh, project that's called Discomfort Dispatch, where mm. they do have... He puts... You maybe have heard it. Yeah, I heard about this. Because done it also here in the Nach. And okay. uh, the project is putting uh, like two musicians that have never met each other together to okay. jam for 20 minutes. Yeah. And usually he tries to put like more analog musician with more electronic people like uh, once he put me jamming with a, a trumpetist uh, called the Sandor and uh, that was um oh, I yeah, saw that was video. Really cool. <laughs> there was yeah. that helicopter yeah it yeah, was yeah, a helicopter yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and i'm recently i'm using one of the snippets from the audio to make like a audio piece for my sister mm-hmm. she's doing a dance project to present in brussels and or antwerp somewhere mm-hmm. in belgium and i have been taking back on this uh, sample of the trumpet yeah uh, I don't know what this kind of social media yes is a little bit of a analog creature against all these things but he has got yeah t- Tonto is one of his projects or um, Discomfort Dispatch yeah Tonto Frazzade he's a great drummer yeah I'm also asking because like repairing things is a lost craft you know oh yeah like uh, so it's always good to know yeah you've got a lot of contact for repairing synthesizer people <laughs> Exactly. Secure the contacts. <laughs> yeah. But why is not playing? Alright, let's go.
thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Constanza. Um, there's like four tracks playing at the same time right now. <laughs> it's beautiful how well they mix together. Like, I, if I wouldn't know, I probably wouldn't even hear it. Um, it's also at this point quite difficult to retrack what we played, but um, uh, for my part at least, there's um, right now a track by Drum Computer playing in the back from the compilation album Ambient Intermix. The track is called EPL, Fan Machine Remix by Terry Templates. Um, and earlier on I played a track by um, Senyava uh, from the album uh, Menyadi, came out on Morphine Records in 2015, Indonesian uh, duo, heavy on the throat singing, and the percussions on here are amazing. Do you know what... Uh, what you're playing, oh, last time. more or less. <laughs> I played the track from uh, Suica Room, the project by Francesco Zadde and the Lucas Simonis, and then uh, uh, one forty-five from uh, DJ Marcel. Oh, you wait, pl played one of your. Marcel, mm -hmm. the side I think uh, too long done. The B side, and I played uh, one track from uh, Risa Cox from the uh, EP um, Klang. Is a record that Gunnar suggested me to get at 33, 45. And shout out Gunnar. Yeah, shout out. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love this record. Yeah. Amazing sound design, and uh, then. Uh, um, and then I played, uh, yes, yeah, some productions from me. Also, the one is playing now, and it's overlaid with uh, uh, one of my favorite releases from this year. That's uh, the one on Nomen Vapta from uh, uh, Yuki Matsumura. I really love this musician uh, work. It's really great. It's uh, yeah, epic. And I think that's all I played in this yeah. batch. I am trying to see if there's anything else that I would like to highlight. Oh yeah, I also played a, a track by uh, Astina, which is A-S-T-H-Y-N-A, -A, um, called Room Deal, which is from uh, kind of a compilation of jams from 2015 until 2020, I think. You can get it on Bandcamp. Highly recommend listening to all of the other uh, pieces on there. Really amazing drum work. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I also played a record from uh, um, um, Steve Pepin. That's called uh, Arabia per Delfina. I played the track from him earlier, and uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't say that. He's a great, great producer and live performer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's one more actually. <laughs> at, some, at some point I um, layered uh, 
also a soundscape from Flora Yin Wong. Um, I think they came out on the DDS, uh, Dam Dyke Stair uh, label. Uh, the track is called Tirta Impul, T I R T A E M P U L. Also, a lot of amazing uh, field recording collages on there. And we're gonna end this with uh, Sounds of Water. Thank you for listening. I have to add that uh, you can, as always, find us via offcenter.online, uh, which is uh, offcenter.online. All the episodes are archived there. Um, also, consider supporting us by either buying publications or donating via the link on the website. All profit is going into future productions, travel costs for artists, for the shows that we put on. So it's going back into producing projects. If you want to get in touch, you can do this via the email, which is contact at offcenter.online, or you can find us on Instagram under the same handle. How can people find you? Um, I exist on the digital world uh, in a SoundCloud form. Um, and it is like um, C00 or another name is... Uh, you can still find it under the old name, which is Est Space Ethic. But uh, C00 is findable and there is a picture of horses. And then... <laughs> And then I am also uh, on the Instagram digital world where sometimes I, 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 it's a platform where I update if I do any sound activity. Yeah. And it is uh, COO, C00 Costanza CH. I don't know how to say it. No, <laughs> that's, like that's good. Costanza People will find you. I'm pretty sure people will find widows. you. CH yeah. And uh, sometimes, if I remember, I also upload on my SoundCloud description what I will do next, audio-wise. But I do it mostly once it's passed. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to listen to the rest of this piece, and then we're off. Ciao.